I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> choosing to listen to this podcast i got to have an awesome conversation about the new 98 bulls documentary the last dance with three of my friends tanner chase and ben it was a blast and i'm glad that you're going to get to listen to it uh just in case you're wondering what i've been up to uh i am sleeping and reading and eating and making videos for my church and hanging out um, I am watching TV. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm definitely sticking with that. I finished Tiger King. I even saw the bonus episode. Um, I got into the circle. Like, that was a long time ago. It feels like forever ago. It's probably a few weeks. You know how things go these days. Um, but, yeah, I'm staying current. Um, and, oh, my gosh, Survivor. I don't even know where you're sitting at. It's been a good season. Not the best, but very good. And, uh... I did catch the first episode of Listen to Your Heart on Monday. So uh, there's just a lot of awesome things going on in TV. Uh, Once we hit a point with this social distancing stuff where there's no new content because people haven't been able to make anything else, then I'm going to start getting a little bit worried about my sanity. But until then, I'm glad we still have some good TV. And I really enjoyed the Jordan Doc tonight, and I think you'll really enjoy our um, podcast today. Now, um, I hope that you enjoyed the intro music. It's new. It is, uh, of course, a Kawhi Leonard uh, laugh remix by Noah Doyle on YouTube. So subscribe, show Noah some love. Uh, That's Noah Doyle. Follow his channel. Um, And we're glad that we're able to use that. So uh, thank you. Big ups to my guests. They did a great job. And I will be back next week with hopefully two more guests and hopefully more Jordan Bulls content. So make sure and tune in. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. Hope you enjoy our conversation. What up, everybody? We just watched episode one and two of The Last Dance. And I am here with three of my friends, Tanner, Ben, and Chase, to react, break down, and provide hot takes on what we just witnessed. I'm stoked because they are my friends, and they are joining me on here tonight on the Michael Like Stuff podcast. Uh, So I'm going to let them introduce themselves before we get started, because you might not know them. Uh, Tanner, why don't you go first? Hey, yeah, guys. I'm Tanner Allen. Uh, Went to high school with Michael. College also, uh, love sports, and excited to talk about basketball. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Ben, um, five six and a half, one eighty nine. I probably could run a five nine forty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clocking in at seven six still, but still uh, not too bad. Forty, forty, not height. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, my name is Chase Whiting. I met Michael in college as well when he was my. Um, he wasn't my friend. pledge master, but he was my friend first. 
Um, <laughs> and then he was my pledge master. Um, the only thing that's relevant about me in this podcast right now is that I'm a Lakers fan. I'm wearing a Lakers shirt. I go to church with a lot of North Carolina fans who think Michael Jordan is um, just one step below the Trinity. And I was at Kobe's 81-point game. I don't know if anyone knew that. Michael, did you know that? Uh, I have heard that before, actually. That's even I think that's even been mentioned on this podcast before, and you yeah. weren't even on here. So uh, that, that was in the Mitchell podcast. Shout out, Mitchell. Yes. Our good friend Mitchell. Mitchell, shout out. I know you're listening, my man. Oh, Mitchell. Um, Mitchell starts a big, big job at Regions tomorrow. So first time, long uh, time. Let a boy know. Yeah. Um, so um, also, like, I just want to talk tonight about the episode. Um, did it live up to your expectations? The hype? Um, favorite quotes? Um, feelings on Jerry Krause, a uh, youth pastor that I'm friends with, tweeted out that uh he thinks jerry Krause killed carol baskin's husband so i don't i don't know like it's getting that's for you jd i know you're not listening um so anyways uh tanner what what stuck out to you tonight man um so i i came into this with no expectations they had released what was like a five minute uh preview video i purposely didn't watch that um the only thing like i knew coming in was Michael Wilbon basically saying that this is going, this might tarnish Jordan's legacy because it's going to reveal the Jordan that he knew growing up, not the like idolized one that we've learned uh, in the last couple of years since he retired. He's basically been an NBA owner instead of a player. Uh, the thing that stood out to me the most was the way it started, basically a Space Jam type start uh, music and highlights of just Jordan's career to start it off. Uh, I love the throwback to Space Jam there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ben, what about you, man? Oh, man, um, I'm a firm believer in the uh, the way of the no-spoiler. Except I did watch the five-minute trailer for this. Um, so my expectations were actually a little skewed, which was good. It put me in a position um, to fully experience this. I was assuming... Um, my understanding was that the last dance was all about Michael and I was looking for a lifetime Michael pot or a documentary. Um, so very excited to see, uh, how, how little I know about the bulls, um, and get to experience that fully. So I was, uh, very surprised. Um, good, good first, first introduction. Nice. Chase, what about you, man? Yeah, I've been an NBA fan for most of my life, but, um, know very little about Michael Jordan and have not watched a whole lot of uh, Michael Jordan games or anything like that. I've seen the highlights and the stuff that, that SportsCenter will run when they're comparing him to LeBron and all that. Uh, but Michael Jordan won three championships before I was even born. So I was really excited to watch um, more content on the Bulls and on what everyone says is that what most people say is the greatest player in NBA history. Um, so I, I had no idea that he had a contentious relationship with his GM. I had no idea that Scottie Pippen made so um, – relatively, he, he did not make a lot of money compared to everyone else in the NBA um, or even on his team. Mm. So some of those things I really enjoyed. And, yes, it lived up to the expectations. Um, and I, I was kind of with Ben. I thought it would be more about Michael um, himself. So I'm interested to see in the next couple episodes when they start to focus in on some of that because I do know from listening to some podcasts – that they are going to jump into some of the the more controversial, darker stuff with him. Um, so I'm excited for that. But I also really enjoyed just getting the getting a peek at the Bulls that I hear so much about but didn't get to live through. 
Yeah, totally. Like I know for me, you know, I mean, I probably the first time I remember being basketball conscious, uh, especially NBA wise, was the Allen Iverson step over um, against Tyron Lue. That's like the first. Sorry, Chase. That's like the first uh, probably big basketball game that I can remember. So I, the Jordan Bulls stuff is is not in my memory bank, and I am I believe the oldest of the four of us. So I assume that this is all kind of educational yeah. for us. I was. Do you have any Jordan memories? Like, when is your first Jordan memory? Is he still a player at that point? I remember him playing on the Wizards. Um, my older brother had a Michael Jordan Wizards jersey. I have a Michael Jordan Bulls poster over my bed that has been over my bed since I was probably nine. And um, all, all I've heard is that he's the GOAT. And I believe it. And I've only, I mean, everybody's seen highlights and I've probably seen more highlights than most people uh, just because of my basketball awareness. And you guys are probably in a similar boat, but even so, I mean, I wouldn't say that I've probably watched, uh, like I I couldn't tell you a complete game of Michael Jordan's that I have sat and watched. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's important. Uh, It's really, uh, I think we'll get some good takes about, um, how how much of a good picture this paints because we we are relatively a blank slate for um being impressed with with the whole story so yeah and um you know it's kind of interesting like this stuff that they're bringing up in this doc um because actually i started a book um one of the guys in the doc sam smith who was a writer for the chicago tribune um i've actually started reading his book the jordan rules this week because I don't have anything better to do. And um, it actually is like pointed out a lot of this stuff. So I was kind of aware of it going in, but it's not like I've been aware of it. I feel like I'm getting a full MJ education, uh, Bulls education as we go here. Um, Can we just talk about how this Bulls thing does not last this long in the age of Twitter? You don't think Uh, so? Absolutely not. Like, I don't. I don't think that the team chemistry is able to hold together. Like it was already shaky and they're not dealing with the amount of outside pressures that like everyone freaking out about their, um, like not everything that they do is Twitter fodder. What do do you think the, uh, like most current representation of a story like this would be? I mean, I would say like Katie on the warriors last year. I mean, that felt like it was the last one and it's like everything that happened was amplified like every look mm-hmm. that Draymond and KD had got amplified big time. Even LeBron's last year in Cleveland, there were all the rumblings of everyone talking about how he had um, his film production studio was in LA. His kids were looking at schools in LA. I think his kids actually had moved out there, um, it, but it was just rumblings, and there wasn't anything like the star player yelling at their GM, telling him to to pay someone, or it's not like. Um, that you have your second best player doing interviews saying that, yeah, this is my last year with the team, then I'm, then I'm going shopping or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if it would have survived. That's an interesting thought. I mean, how, how, many, how much do you think they just would have been roasted for telling Phil Jackson, all right, this is your last year. We know you've won, mm-hmm. what was it, five championships up until that point. Uh, but no matter what you do this year, this, this is your last year. We're calling it here. That, that was unprecedented at the time, and even now where you get the immediate feedback. Hmm. I, I, don't, I think the GM gets fired in these days. 
like if if Michael Jordan has beef with you and the coach has beef with mm. you, like I don't I think the GM gets the the boot sooner than than the coach. Like if LeBron does not like his GM and he well, likes the coach, LeBron gets his way on that. Well, LeBron has a history of getting his way, but most of the time he doesn't like the coach because he's been the GM. Good point. Uh, <laughs> do you think there's anything outside of sports that we can represent this to? I, I, any kind of uh, presidential cabinets or uh, other kerfuffles that are going on that, that might uh, lead to some insight? I'm just asking. That define, it could be no. Define kerfuffle. Um, I think we, if you watch these first two episodes, we see uh, just um, some strife. Um, but but more than just disagreements, um, cursing out from the back of the bus, um, uh, stories coming out, um, interviews being given on one side, and then asking another person. Um, I just I just wonder. We we can go somewhere else with that, but yeah, for sure. Um, so. <laughs> It's a good thought. I don't know. Just, just ask. Him. I don't know where you're trying to go. With oh, that. I have no direction. Example, I'm just. You have, you have a thought? No, I mean, uh, no, not right now. I'll let you know if I come up with one. Uh, you, you hinted at president there. I thought it was funny uh, to change the topic a little bit when they did this is interview good. Obama. Um, his title, a former Chicago resident. Hmm. Is it? <laughs> Instead of former U.S. president, which did yes, they had Clinton also or Nobel Prize it was winner, former Arkansas governor yeah. uh, for Clinton. <laughs> Classy. Um, I saw I saw somebody tweet out a picture of Jesus and it said former Nazareth resi- resident. <laughs> like saying, which I thought was pretty funny. It's like saying Michael Klinger, <laughs> former resident of Donaldson, former high rise <laughs> resident. <laughs> Former high-rise third-floor resident. Except if you became president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. who, who do you think is uh, more influential out of Chicago, Jordan or Obama? Oh, this is a good that's, question. That's a great question. Uh, can you give me a realm of influence, or is it just point-blank? Culture. Point-blank period. Um, I'm thinking, like, 20 years from now, you're talking to a 17 to – 17-year-old high school student, you ask him, who do you think has impacted the world more, Michael Jordan or Obama? So, so the guy who's in all their, all their textbooks or just the kind of sports hero. Like, but so, who, many, so many people are wearing his shoes. Like the yeah. average student might look down at their feet and yeah. see either Jordan's on their feet or Jordan's on three of their classmates. And, and, and I think it would, it would lean into a realm of, uh, Oh, that's the, that's the shoe guy or the president of the United States. One of those might last longer than, than the other. We're already debating if Michael Jordan's the best player okay, of all okay, time. Okay. So who, who is more influential on culture? Um, Elvis Presley or uh, Gerald Ford. That's a great question. I, I think that tells you everything you need to know. Yes, exactly. Ben, can you name one thing that Gerald Ford did as president? Oh, no. <laughs> I would let you. His friends called him Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Which reminds me of Jerry Krause. Um, so do you think that he was actually that bad? Or these people and these people have just or these people have just harbored cynicism for twenty years? Uh, define these people, but I, I think that he probably was. 
he he seems to be like a uh like an actual like has some kind of like a uh, a uh, bone to pick with with everyone he comes across. I like the definition or the explanation the guy at the beginning gave of him of of he seems his whole life to have to have um uh, a part of the thing that's happening. Um and I think it's that's at least shown so far. I I'm fascinated by him. I knew nothing about him before tonight. I don't think if if you would have said that name, I I probably would have asked if he was even a fame like I did I had no idea who that was. Um I was fascinated tonight with he seems like he was a good GM. Like he he saw Scotty Pippen, he went and got Scotty Pippen. Even the players are saying he built a great team once he realized that Michael Jordan is probably the best player in the NBA. But he seemed like he had no sense of how of how to manage that. Like, I, I wonder if he realized how good of a of a situation he was in. If he was really trying to blow up the Bulls where you have arguably the greatest player of all time, arguably the greatest number two of all time, and probably the best coach of all time. Um, but he wanted to blow that up. Like, I wonder if anyone ever just sat him down and said, hey, do you realize that you have the greatest team of all time and you should not blow this up under any circumstances? I wonder wh- at what point he started to think, yeah, the, the better option here is to trade Scottie Pippen or the better option here is to fire Phil Jackson. So it, I think he is a good GM, but I just don't understand his thought process mm. at all in getting to that point. Yeah, he wasn't interviewed at all, was he? I don't I don't know this guy at all, so I was just... No, he wasn't on the dock. Um, I think... Here, here's what I, I would say about it. Like, yes, if if he was acting as a rational... <laughs> person without any emotion i think that that bulls dynasty sticks together but the thing that i think is important is dude those those like those dudes did not like him they picked on him all the time as as was shown in the doc i'm looking forward to eight more episodes of for real michael jordan picking on jerry Krause. and so i would liken it to this like let's say that this podcast that we're recording right now blows up and then, so we do 100,000 more episodes of this. But Tanner, Ben, and Chase are the stars, and I'm just like the Ernie Johnson to everybody's Charles Barkley. Mm. Well, I think now, we all know that's what's going to happen. And not even that. You guys are picking on me. Now, mm. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm the guy that assembled this group of people. I'm the whole reason this is happening. And yet, here I am getting no respect. Now, at that point, I might be like, you know what? I'm I'm blowing this up. Well, I, I think it it has it's a little bit more nuanced than that, uh, because it's it seems like he he had to be in a position position to be bad enough to get Michael Jordan on the team in the first place. Um, it it would be like saying if 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 we were your only friends, the circumstances would dictate us being a part of this podcast, not your choice. Um, so so there, there's a give and take, right? Um, I, he he can claim responsibility for putting the team together, but did he put the team before that together and they were terrible? So he got Michael Jordan. Well, actually, he didn't become GM until after Jordan was drafted. Oh, so he's not even a part of that. Did so you look at he, Basketball Reference. He did draft Scottie Pippen. Now here's a fun story that they didn't put in the doc that I read in my book. Okay, well, not my book, Sam Smith's book, <laughs> and not that Sam Smith. Okay, Sam Smith. But so many Sam um, Smiths. In this book, Jerry Krause, instead of Pippen going and working out for other teams, 
told Pippen's agent that they wanted to draft him and that he sh- they were going to pay for Pippen and his family to go to Hawaii for three months leading up to the draft so that no one would um, like have any scouting on him. He was quarantining Pippen before quarantining people was cool. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, that way we'll be able to get you in the third round. And Pippen's got Pippen and his agent are like, and we're gonna get paid like way less. We're not doing that. Of course, he ended up not getting paid much in his career comparatively, anyways. But I thought that was an interesting anecdote. Mm. Do you know what Jerry Krause did before he got hired as the GM of, of the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, he, he was, was a, a scout, scout for the White Sox. Yes, isn't that crazy? I think it's wild that you become the GM of. Probably the greatest NBA team of all time. The greatest NBA dynasty of all time. I guess the Celtics would have a bone to pick with that. But the, one of the greatest NBA dynasties of all time. And before that, you were a scout for Major League Baseball. Yeah. I think that it, that is really interesting to me how he even got the job in the first place. Did he have a really good relationship with the owner? Does anyone know? That's what they kind of mentioned the, in the doc. Yeah. He yeah, at least had a good enough relationship Sox, with him man. to go to him and ask him for the job. Mm-hmm. Which, shoot your shot, man. <laughs> Which they kind of hinted at. Does anybody know any NBA owners? I mean, they hinted at there too. The owner asked around what the other owners thought of him. They said, "Uh, "I wouldn't hire this guy because he's bad with people." Yeah. So the owner said, "He goes, I'm not hiring him to be good with people. I'm hiring him to build a team." I think a good question might be. Did and that went on for the two episodes of he was bad with people and that caused the friction. Yeah, I think a good question would be would is how far do they go without him? If 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 they go further without him, then is he, is he necessary at all? From the very very little I know about him, in other words, what I've learned over the last two hours, because that's my yeah. entire extent of knowledge for him, um, it seems like they do not go further without it. It seems like they are less of a team if they don't have him, because if if he was the catalyst behind them drafting Scottie Pippen, then maybe the Bulls don't end up with Scottie Pippen. Maybe they mm. don't make that trade with Seattle to even get him. But then the part that they said was was maybe the most important thing he did while he was there was trading Charles Oakley away to get a player who was a better fit. And when I saw Charles Oakley was on the Bulls, I about fell out of my chair because I only think of him as a Knicks player. That is my only frame of reference for him is his beef with their ownership and getting kicked out of their arena and all of that is him on the Knicks. And so them trading an incredible center mm-hmm. who, who they very publicly said was one of Jordan's best friends. He was his protector, the guy who would go and – and, and fight the other players if they were taking shots at Jordan. That's a huge trade, and I don't know how many guys would make that trade and put their entire career on the line to do something like that. But that was what set them up to start winning championships. So I, I think that he, he added to their team, and if they didn't have them, they might not have ever been what they were. Although they have Michael Jordan, so. That's concise. Let's talk about how quickly Jordan said he adapted to the NBA. He said, oh, yeah, by the third game, I felt like I had my stripes earned in the NBA. You think Zion would even say right now he's earned his stripes in the NBA? That's good. Good question. Dude, I did not hear any of what Tanner is saying. I can't hear Tanner. Either. I lost him for a second. He said, <laughs> he said like, uh, uh, he's surprised how um, Jordan uh, was was so quickly um, adapted to the NBA, and he said three games in. Um, and then Tanner, he put in the point. He's like, do you think Zion would even say that now? Oh, let's find out. No, but John ja Morant would. That's <laughs> true. Great grind. Rookie of the year, baby. 
Just uh, give it to him already. Do you really yeah. think he's going to win it? <laughs> <laughs> what a joke, man. Of course he's going to win it. Hey, back to an, er- he's John Morant. Back to an earlier point. Oh, he's a song. When they were interviewing a Patrick Ewing, uh, he's wearing his Georgetown shirt, but it's a modern Georgetown shirt with the Air Jordan logo on the other side of it. It's not an Obama logo. I know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, back to an earlier point, though. Uh, Gerald Ford, uh, he um, uh, pardoned Nixon. That's one of his biggest and only things that he really took care of. He was um, followed by Jimmy Carter. Okay. <laughs> Here's my question. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to even acknowledge that. I guess I just did, but... Um, what is the coolest thing about Michael Jordan from this documentary so far? My pick is the us- gold chain. The gold chain that he was rocking in practice his rookie year slash the dunk contest. I'm a, with my current situation, I'm partial to uh, him buying someone a set of clubs so he could take money off of him. That was That's cool. an investment. I mean, it's genuinely genuinely an investment. Power moves. How good of clubs do you think he bought him? Do you think he skimped or did he go all I don't off know. What do you think Michael Jordan would do? I, think he I bet he bought him like some nice golf clubs. Wow. <laughs> the scene with him going and playing – golf with Danny Ainge after game one of whatever playoff year that was was awesome I thought it was funny we always hear about now how people talk about oh yeah guys are just too friendly now you you never see like Jordan being kind and friendly with his opponent in the second episode of this series he's playing golf in the middle of a playoff series with someone from the other team like I feel like if if it's in the middle of the playoffs and you see Steph Curry out on a golf course in San Francisco playing golf with Clay Thompson, like I don't, one of his teammates, Andre Iguodala, when he was oh. still on the Warriors, I feel like that would have gotten some Twitter heat. Like people would have been like, "Why is he focused on things other than than the playoffs? Why is he doing things other than watching tape or whatever?" But Michael Jordan not only went and played golf, but went and played with one of the other team's best players. Yeah, yeah. maybe in a world where Twitter exists now, the Bulls don't get anywhere near to where they did. Um, I just think the contract stuff is so out in the open these days too. Like, like everybody, like every ringer employee knows everyone's contract, you know, like I could look up everyone's contract immediately right here. I don't have to call anybody, get any numbers. Like I can just tweet out about how much of a schmuck Scotty Pippen is cause he took a terrible contract and how Jerry is screwing everybody over and all that stuff. And I mean, I I don't even know like how much common knowledge that actually was like unless a unless a journalist wrote about it, which it looked like they seemed to starting you know at least before the '98 season. Yeah, I mean, just looking back at how bad of a contract that was. What was it? Seven years at two million a year. The sixth highest paid bull, the hundred and twenty second highest paid player in the NBA. And you had guys saying he was at least a top five player in the league at the time. That contract was or the, the, the interview they did with him where they were asking about that contract was really um was one of the things that stuck out to me about the the everything that I saw tonight. And admittedly I didn't see all the first episode. 
Um, but when he was basically saying, I could not afford to not take the seven-year deal, even if that wasn't the smartest financial thing to do, I, I could not afford um, for my family or for myself to risk me getting injured and not having a way to provide for my family. And I thought that the owner's perspective of once you sign a contract, don't walk back in my door until your contract is up or until it, until it's time to renegotiate a new contract, not renegotiate your current contract. I don't think that's wrong of the owner to have that stance because I do think at some level, like if you sign a contract, you, you should be good for it and you, you should sign to something that you're committed to following through on. But um, that compared with Scottie Pippen, like knowing that he might have been, I don't, I don't want to say being taken advantage of, although maybe that's what it was, um, signing a contract that was not uh, the potential that it, that it could have been, um, but him needing the long-term security or thinking that he needed the long-term uh, security was fascinating. And I don't know that that something like that happens in a world today where all, you have LeBron James for seven years signing one-year deals so he can hold uh, his team to the fire, hold their feet to the fire. And LeBron's the best player in the NBA. But you have even all the other players like uh, Kawhi and, Kawhi and um, Paul George only signing two-year deals. I don't know if someone like, like Scottie Pippen would ever go in now in today's NBA and sign a five-year deal for even like five or $10 million a year. I think you're all those guys are signing one or two year deals um, today. And, and I wonder how much more money he would have made if, if he played today. Yeah. I think in today's world, Scotty Pippen uh, about two years into that contract refuses to play <laughs> basketball until he gets his contract renegotiated. I would like to go back to Seattle, please. The yeah, part, I, mean, I, I had no idea that he purposely got surgery to sit out games. Some of that stuff was delayed. wild. Yeah, it was like he had to have the surgery anyways, but the fact that he was like, I'm going to intentionally do this at a time that's going to like really yeah. give the middle finger to management. Stick it to him. Yeah. I'm interested to see crazy. how that uh, affected him and Jordan's relationship because like, they were talking about how they were good friends before, but Jordan was very clear of how frustrated he was about that. So I'm interested to see that going forward. Yeah, it was interesting. Also, Phil Jackson, when they asked him, they said, do you, do you think that was a bad movie? He said, no, I, I supported him 100%. I still think it was the right thing to do. I did not expect that answer from him. <laughs> Players coach, baby. Players coach. Especially, in, and Shaq kind of did something like that when he was on the Lakers. He had a, I believe, a foot injury that he waited. He did almost exactly what Scottie Pippen did. He waited until just before training camp started. Um, to get surgery and his logic was I'm not going to use my summer vacation to go get surgery to fix something that I hurt on company time when I was playing games mm -hmm. so I'm going to wait till I'm back on company time to to get the surgery and to start doing rehab and he missed a ton of games and he came back and he was overweight and he wasn't in shape and the Lakers did uh, it that that hurt Kobe and and Shaq's relationship because Kobe's like Michael and thinking Man, if you're here, you're here to win. You're not here to, to, to work yourself back into shape. That's not what these games are for. These games are, are, are here to win. So it was interesting that, that even listening to Phil Jackson now say, yeah, that was the right decision, even though he basically relived that same thing again with Shaq and Kobe, um, I did not expect that answer from him. That's why I go to my uh, church-induced uh, therapy sessions during the work week, baby. I'm not on doing that on time. Saturday. Get, I ain't doing that on Saturdays. Ministry on lunch. Time. You're going to go get fixed on company yeah. time. Ministry Getting that right self-care done on Tuesday, baby. <laughs> Tuesdays. Is, is, you, got uh, to see, you got it, Tanner. I was going to say, you got to see Jordan's mindset of it. He got hurt, was told to be out for the year. 
and he went and secretly started working out in North Carolina so he could get back. That's How crazy is that that they just let him go back to North Carolina? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're a star player. You're probably the best player in the NBA. You can go back to North Carolina. That's because yeah, he told him he was just going to be hanging out in the pool. And then <laughs> He was like, bro, I'm finna, be, I'm finna be walking in the pool, man. That's all I'm going to do. Back to social media there. Yeah, they didn't know he was playing five-on-five five with the North Carolina basketball team to get back in shape in the middle of the year. And he just showed up stronger than when he left. I still want that footage. Like, second year in the NBA, Michael Jordan about to drop 63 on the Celtics going, against, going up against North Carolina in practice. <laughs> We also talk about how a 30 and 52 team. Ain't nobody got a cell phone on that? (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays, that's happening in an L.A. fitness gym. And everyone's seeing it. It's on uh, House of Highlights right now. (laughs) I thought that that scene where they were interviewing Roy Williams and they showed uh, high school or Michael Jordan. I think they were interviewing his high school coach in a transition at them interviewing Roy Williams in the second episode. Um, I think they put up a year and it was like, 1979 and it said Roy Roy Williams was talking about how they had no idea who Michael Jordan was or Mike Jordan I think they called him and they brought him into one of their camps um, and (laughs) Roy Williams said after five days I thought this guy was the best basketball player in the United States we've lost some of that with the internet yeah that was in 1979 and then it flashed forward five years or maybe just four years and he uh, and Jordan was putting on his jersey and being introduced as a rookie in the NBA and that was wild to me that, that North Carolina, the place that he's so famous for going to school, had no idea who he was. And then just four or five years later, he's a rookie in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Life moves really fast if you're a really good basketball player. Yeah, John Morant knows that story real well. John Morant knows everything, though. <laughs> Is he gonna I thought it was interesting like for the, how the year? documentary jumped around chronologically. Like, you'd have his rookie year, and then they'd jump up to the 98 year. I didn't necessarily like how they did that. I'd almost wish the whole thing was chronological order. Yeah, I was. I would say a different a different take is is I like how um, uh, maybe Christopher Nolan esque the documentary is moving of with each character he's introducing, he's going back and showing how he how they joined the Bulls, where they came with Michael, where their strife was. Um, I think they said on the end of this episode, like right right when we got on this, was uh, that the Dennis Rodman episode's next. So I'm I'm excited for them. It's ten hours to go back and see. Um, I wish I probably will end up wishing it was more of the whole story instead of just this season. But um, I, I I'm enjoying the the storytelling so far. If you, ben, you like it. deep dives, man, yeah. Of course. You'd be like, can I get 10 episodes on uh, three days of contract negotiations? I would I would watch 10 episodes of, of just him learning, like going to a, like a coach and him working on his free throws. I would watch that whole series. Give me a live stream. I, about to talk, I thought you were about to talk ben, about what do you know about swing. Dennis Rodman? Like what are, oh. as, a, as a casual basketball fan, when I say Dennis Rodman, what do you start thinking? I start about? thinking first, North Korea. Yeah, <laughs> look, okay, he, he sits. He sits in my mind as like I know he's just a basketball crazy Kim Jong Un. Like that's 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 the order of, and I'm really excited to learn more. Um, I was really really excited to see the photo of him uh, wearing the dress and the wig. Uh, just just a little tidbits of. I'm excited well, for that Michael's life story, the, man. That's what I want to see. Michael's reading the book Bad Boys. I'd encourage you to go watch the 30 for 30 Bad Boys before next week's episode. 
because I mean that there, talks about. Um, go ahead, Michael. There's also that Rodman thirty for thirty. Ah, that one's good too. I, li- I like the bad. The bad ones is probably my favorite. ESPN thirty for thirty talking about the seventy sixers and their build up to take on the Bulls in the middle of this dynasty, and you really get to see Dennis Rodman like he gets drafted by the seventy sixers. And then you just start seeing the craziness come out. Mm. But you also see how great of a basketball player he is during all of this. So do you think his basketball career will, will outshine his political career? Or that's just a joke? No, it's just the joke. <laughs> he is, he's been to North Korea. Like, that counts for something. How many Americans can oh. say that? He's he's one of the uh, the most like I think he's either the most or one of the most traveled Americans to North Korea. He is a little literal ambassador, um, slash friend. Brings in a lot of questions, <laughs> I, right? I heard really he just got put in charge of COVID nineteen uh, <laughs> reaction. Do you think he's the one who came up with the crazy North Korea basketball rules that go around Twitter every once in a while? We need to, what are some of those? Yeah, we need to, we need to, um, we'll have to get an update on that next week. One of them, I know, I, if someone looks them up while I filibuster here, that would be awesome. But one of them I know is uh, dunks are worth three points. And there's some kind of crazy, like, there's some kind of crazy, I think it's free throw rule or half court rule. Tanner, are you looking it up? Yeah. Three points for a dunk, four points for a three-pointer that does not touch the rim. <laughs> Do they have a judge specifically for that? Minus one point for missing a free throw. They just sit behind the I, the, I support that. The board. Minus, oh, yeah. They're, they're, sports need negative points, and we all know it. Okay. This is a youth pastor rule right here. <laughs> you had to touch. Eight <laughs> points. Eight points for a basket scored in the final three seconds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's anybody's game. Oh, man. <laughs> That is a youth pastor. Game. I think we need we, – we might need to – like, what what would be the one rule you would add to the North Korean Basketball League? That's a good question. Shirts versus skins. Every game is shirts versus skins. Uh, if overtime is a game of knockout between the two teams. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thank you for calling it knockout, not gotcha. Oh, it's, you called it by its proper name. 100% gotcha, but we'll, we'll allow it. Yeah, Tanner, what are you doing, man? You're from Nashville. It's gotcha. <laughs> I think I think like he's from Texas. He's not from Nashville. Tan man from I mean, TN. Like, formative years <laughs> in Nashville. I think the rule that I would add is if you get crossed, <laughs> former resident of and Nashville, you fall. <laughs> former resident of Texas, of, of Houston. <laughs> if you get crossed and you fall, I think you should be ejected from the game. Oh yeah, like you're just disqualified. I was trying to build in uh, dodgeball rules, like you get one jailbreak. A half, where you can just add three <laughs> players to the to the floor for two minutes, or something like that. I liked some of the XFL stuff they were doing with their coverage of like interviewing the coaches and the players after every scoring mm. point or missed scoring <laughs> opportunity. So I think I think they would, I think they should do more interviews with yeah. the players and coaches in critical moments. I'm sure they would every censor every them, air ball but. or miss free throw is a tr- you have to go into truth or dare to get back into the game. <laughs> They can say the F word on ESPN now, so anything is possible when it comes to sideline interviews. <laughs> go, go Tigers. Right. Okay, 
Is this documentary any different if Doris Burke is in it? Who? Say that again. Sorry. Is this documentary any different if Doris Burke is interviewed? Big Doris guy. Like, would it fundamentally change? I mean, just would it be better? (laughs) I like Doris Burke. I'm a big fan of Doris Burke, and I I think she is one of the best commentators in the NBA and maybe one of the best personalities in sports. Um, So I think just by the sheer amount of knowledge and history that she has, I think it probably would be better to put some things in context. But I I don't know that I – I know for a fact I did not watch this documentary and go, man, I really wish Doris Burke was weighing in on this right who, now. I think it would have added to who, it. Who would be the, like the, the best person? Like, if this person showed up in this next episode, it would make the series. Who's that person for you? Um, Jerry Krause. <laughs> you can tell. Waiting to drop his interview. Joe Exotic. You can always tell. <laughs> the person that the documentary wants to paint in a negative light because it's the person that did not agree to interview for yeah, it. Yeah, or they show up he, in like the ninth episode. Seventeen. Say that again, Tanner. I, Jerry Jerry died in 2017. That's what I was wondering. Man. Oh, he Dude, died. That's the hot. That's, oh, my that's bad. the takes we need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sorry about that, Jerry. Yeah. Um, We're gonna need to restart <laughs> this podcast. David Stern is in this, and he is deceased as well. I, w- I was thinking someone along the same lines of someone who is uh, who is passed from us, but a-, a Kobe interview after he watched some of this stuff would be really interesting, mm-hmm. uh, with the way that he idolized him and copied so much so much of his game after him, and so much of the way that he treated his teammates and was pursuing the sixth title. That was all because of Michael Jordan, and I would have loved to have seen him weigh in in this specific context. He did so many yeah. other interviews and and written pieces and things like that, talking about his relationship with Michael. Um, but him in this 10-part uh, documentary on these bulls, not on their relationship, um, not on Michael talking about Kobe, but on Kobe Bryant talking about what these bulls were like and what he took from them would have been awesome. And I really wish we had that. Yeah, I would, I would put my money on um, there being some kind of form of that, just in timing yeah. of filming interviews and um, – with the yeah, with true. the timing of the trailers and the yeah. announcements of this, this all the filming had been done and it's gone into editing. So I, I'm kind of hoping for that. Um, I'm sure they've probably changed a little bit since um, the recent history. Someone's gonna need to check on me if that happens. Yeah, we will. I think uh, I was thinking in lines of like I love the Obama. I love the common thing that I don't even think it was part of the the actual documentary where oh, yeah. who's, who's a famous rapper was the ball boy and he faked a Michael Jordan <laughs> autograph to get $5 from a friend. I, I love, I want, I want some more of that. Uh, I would love to see someone like, uh, and misspelled Michael. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, People do that all the time. It's incredibly infuriating. I already know how he probably spelled it. He spelled it M I C H E A L. And that is so dumb. It's not Mike heel <laughs> Jordan. Michael Jordan, uh, how do you? I don't even. If you're the ball boy for the Bulls, how many times do you think you see that name every day? Well, I'd see Jordan how, a lot, right? How do you, you probably don't see how Michael do you that mess much. that up? On their city jerseys, they probably use first city names. Jer- how their Christmas how alternates? Be, how mad would you be if Lavar Ball showed up in one of these interviews? Yeah, the, the next question is who would be the worst person to? <laughs> 
Oh, LeVar Ball would not be the worst. He would be incredibly entertaining. The most practical, but the least, like, the person you least want to be on there. The least helpful yeah. person. Isn't he quoted as saying he could beat Jordan one-on-one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yes, absolutely. Oh, And he showed his old high school mixtape. So the Netflix um, post- 10 episode interview series will just be LeVar Ball playing Michael Jordan one on one. Are you telling me you wouldn't watch at least some of that? I'm telling you, I'd watch 10 hours of that. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm a content just just eater. It's all I eat. Eat, breathe, sleep content. I am the best. There's nobody better at taking the content in than me. I I do not want to know what um, our current president, President Trump, has to say about this content mm. or this subject. I, I would be very interested in what President Obama has to say about this uh, since he grew up in Chicago, has a well-noted connection to professional basketball and, call, and basketball at every level, but primarily professional basketball. I don't really want to know what um, our current president thinks about Michael Jordan or the Bulls. Mm. Michael is the best guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, he owes me some money from the golf course. <laughs> This is a terrible impression. I'm much better than this. Awful. <laughs> yes. It's the headphones. Keep doing it's it. I can't, I can't do it. I, I can do a much better Bernie if you guys want it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, I think someone like um, uh, Chandler Parsons, if he was in this, I would stop watching the series. <laughs> hey, put some respect. He's going through some I wish time. Chris Vernon was in this. <laughs> I love Chris Vernon. That um was it was it Bob Costas uh from like this or like the early eighties uh the clip of him from the local was that him um that they showed right there in the middle I thought that was I love that kind of content yeah. oh yeah did y'all catch Greg Gumble looking small no I did not no I did not I did oh, not sorry it's too bad I bet all right here's a trivia question. Which Florida college did one of Michael Jordan's sons play at? Oh, um, you, uh, yeah, Central Florida. Yeah, UCF, right? Yeah, there you go. Man, yeah. wow. Impressive. Okay, here's a fun moment from the episode that I don't know if you guys caught, but it was when they were in uh, playing in Paris and they had just won the championship. A guy from the other team asks for Michael Jordan's armband and, like, takes it off his arm. I, yeah. How – that's impressive. How like, embarrassing is that? No, that's – I. would you do it? I think it? we need to bring back – I would do it without a, without a hesitation, right? Bro, you just got lost, man. You you can't go to the other lost. team and ask for their shoelaces. That sounds like something that was in the first episode that I missed. But if that player was in the NBA, that's oh, no. horribly embarrassing. You can't do that. But if he's like a, a – if he is anything other than an NBA player and you're playing against Michael Jordan, yeah, go do yeah. it. Even if you just got your tail kicked, yeah, go get that armband. If, I, if I'm if i teamed up with Ti- uh, Tiger Woods in a, in a pro-am and he beats me by 90, <laughs> I'm asking for a ball. I'm, I don't care. <laughs> you have reached a level of fame that you are the celebrity in the pro-am. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I can buy my way in. <laughs> That's why we brought you to this podcast. I have go to kickstarter.com, um, GoFundMe will also be a page. Get Ben to the Pro Am. Get Ben to the Pro Am. 
Yeah, I, I love the thought. I didn't know we had those Paris games where you sent the championship team over to just play against the uh, French national team. That was awesome. Can I ask a question? Sure. You already did. All right. I would like to hear from, from everyone where before this podcast going into it, you had Michael Jordan ranked as the as an as an the all-time NBA player. So, in other words, do you have him at number one? Um, if not, who do you have number one? Where do you have Michael? Mm. And so I would like to know where, where you had Michael before you watched this tonight, and then if watching tonight changed that at all. Um, for me, I had him number one because uh, people that I trust, like Bill Simmons, told me that he was number one. <laughs> Was that like a was was that a pretty far gap, or did you watch uh, LeBron's 2016 championship and go, yeah, this guy's the greatest player of all time, and you have them very very close? I think that I think that it is they're they're not he's not on another tier of player. I don't think that it's particularly close at this point. Um, I am a huge LeBron fan. I own three LeBron jerseys, mm. um, but even still, I don't. I don't know that I'm ready to – I don't think I, – I just don't think that he'll ever get to that. I don't know that he can anymore. Um, if he won the next five NBA titles, you don't think he'd be there? Okay, yeah, if he won the next five <laughs> NBA titles. But but for you, it's like he, he has to win multiple titles, maybe an MVP or two, maybe get another assist um, title. Like, like he has to do a lot of work before he gets there. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is that LeBron is going to pass MJ in pretty much every statistical category, right. including points. Uh, not um, pretty much every But that doesn't matter. And, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, because I think the way that people talk about Michael, people will never talk about LeBron like that. Except, maybe, I mean, maybe, like, people that are our age or a little bit younger will. Um, but... There is an admiration for MJ that I don't think LeBron will ever attain. Fair enough. Ben Tanner? Um, I I disagree with Michael. Uh, I think he, he's, he's, for me, for my limited knowledge, second. Behind um, who? Behind LeBron. Um, and, I, I, and that has to do with a lot of... Uh, um, I get... Uh, and this might be my my personal bias, but uh, I can't believe you do that on Michael Jordan documentary day. I, well, here's the thing: is like I, I'm very impressed with the the facts about Scottie Pippen, right? What what? How many like Kyrie stats was was he leading on those teams um, this year? What's what's the the stat breakdown um, with him and Anthony Davis? Yeah, with him and Anthony Anthony Davis is like, but how many more years is this further past? Michael's career I mean that's what if all the numbers line up I think it's gonna be interesting but um I, there's there's something to be said about the story of how the NBA from my perspective has changed because LeBron James um there's there's there seems to be like even this this Jordan team had a had a three people really good just like the heat but I haven't heard the stories of them creating the Warriors or um, like those kind of moments that that I think are are, are might be mis misrepresented um, in the zeitgeist so, of basketball. 
So in, in in year 11, which is what this is for Jordan – or I'm sorry, for uh, LeBron right now. Um, in Jordan's year 11, he averaged 22.9 points a game, uh, 5.7 rebounds a game, and 5.2 assists per game. So essentially 23, 5, and 5 more. Mm-hmm. Like if you round it up, 23, 6, and 6. LeBron this year was averaging 25.7 points per game, 10.6 assists per game, a career high, and 7.9 rebounds per game. So he has significantly better stats, but to be fair, he is also significantly younger than than Michael was at the same at, at year, uh, 11. year 11. Yeah. And, and pace of play, I think, needs to be taken into account because he's getting a lot more assists, rebounds, and points because teams are scoring 125 a game instead of 85. Well, yeah, sure. except for the 133 to 135 that we watched in this finals. But I guess it, I guess Jordan put up 60, 63 in that one. But are you talking about the double overtime game? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So Ben, you say you say LeBron, uh, Michael. You say Michael. Tanner, what do you say? Uh, I I go back and forth, but I think like my decision right now is Jordan right now. But I fully expect LeBron to pass him in the next two or three years. Wow. Is that will that just be from scope of his career? Or do you think he will do something in the next two or three years, like win a championship or an MVP or something like uh, that, that'll put him over the top? Both, I think. Scope primarily. Scope will do it easily, but then also if he wins a championship with the Lakers in the next couple of years, and can say he has won a championship in three different with three different teams. Um. I think, like, legacy-wise, he can look back at the 3-1 comeback over the Warriors, and that's going to kind of be his defining moment for him. Yeah. Um, No, go ahead. um, uh, The second part of your question was, uh, did did this change anything for you? And I I was thinking about that in the middle of it. Um, For a little bit, I was – and this is what I was hoping to see was just how crazy dominant he was. Yeah. the fact that he was injured and then comes back and takes helps lead a team to the playoffs with a losing record, only mm. playing seven minutes a yeah, game, thirty games they won. Um, like those kind of things were super impressive. But also the the other thing I don't have any reference for is Scottie Pippen le- leading the stats in half the categories yeah. for the entire series or the entire length of that. Uh, which which that's just. That's something I, I wasn't expecting. Um, and it yeah. kind of balanced out the the thoughts. I kind of have them as a top uh, as a toss-up. Um, if I'm talking to someone and they say Michael is their favorite player ever, great. I, I, I believe you, kind of like what Michael was saying. I, I have people who I trust their opinion on sports who tell me that he is the best player in the world or is the greatest player of all time. But with what I have seen with my eyes, no one comes close to LeBron. LeBron is far and away the best player I have ever seen. So when someone says LeBron, yeah, I, I, I believe that. I can vibe with that. I'm in on it. Um, I am interested to see what this documentary does for myself because I think I will watch it and go, oh, my goodness, Michael Jordan could play. Like, that dude yeah. was a baller. But I also think I'm going to watch this and go, but he looks like he was a crappy teammate. Like, I don't know if I would ever want him on my team, whether I was the GM, going back to that, or as a, as a teammate or anything. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how that affects me and how that affects the rest of us as we watch all these episodes, even though I think I'm going to be more amazed by his talent. Am I going to be more put off by his personality and what he was like as a teammate 
um, to even elevate LeBron uh, even even higher above him. Mm. Okay, the in- here's a fun the intangibles. Question. From a temperament perspective, of the four of us, who is the most likely to be okay with Michael Jordan as a teammate? Go. Because I don't think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are I think I would get, like, our... punched one time and be out. Mm. <laughs> are we also bringing in, like, our basketball skill set here of who's going <laughs> to... No, yeah. just, like, <laughs> just pure temperament-wise. Yeah, replace... How does your, how does your pickup skill set complement Michael Jordan's professional <laughs> NBA talent? <laughs> That's... Yeah, it would, if it was... If it was Teams of two, each of us with Michael Jordan playing another team of two of one of y'all and Michael Jordan, who wins the tournament. <laughs> uh, oh man, I was thinking, I was thinking Tanner would probably be a. I feel like Tanner could put up with the harassment better. Yeah. Than me, no doubt. I don't know about you guys. I would get fed up and would start chirping back at some point, and I don't know if that would be a good thing or a bad thing. Like uh, on some level, I wonder if if he would respect me more for pushing back, or he'd be like, "Who who the heck That's is a- this guy? Go sit back on the bench. Like you're never getting in a game ever again." So I don't know if that would be a good thing or a bad thing for me. That that's a good I think good good take because I, I I see Michael just getting upset and and just asking for a trade. Um, I see Tanner kind of being the bird on the shoulder of like also just whatever idea Michael comes up with. Tanner's like, yes, this is a good idea, and this is how it's a good idea, and explaining it to the other teammates. And I think me and Chase would have similar responses, but it might come from different places. Um, like you said, like I think you might get frustrated. I think I would just have to uh, do the same kind of level of chirping, but also like whatever, like kind of the the brush off it'd be it'd be an interesting you would have fun with it oh yeah you would chirp back but you would be a game like can i get under his skin just as much as he's trying to get under my skin but i think the problem is this is michael jordan like this isn't you doing this with me <laughs> oh, or with sure. Drew or like with one of our friends you're doing this with probably the greatest basketball player of all time what a great challenge and to have i don't know if you're winning that one i, I don't I, know if i'm winning i that might one. be thinking I I, i'm not i think i might think i'm winning that one but i'm definitely not winning that yeah. one <laughs> I think it goes something like this. If you chirp back at Michael Jordan, you, he gets on to you, you clap back. He's like, okay. So he's a little humored that you even thought yeah. that was a good idea. And then he kicks it up 10 more levels. And <laughs> then you take your ball and go home because he just destroyed you. So out of the four of us, who, think, who's the first one that he, he, get, he pushes off the team? Like he's the one Michael. where he's like, I can't deal with this person. I, I want I want I want Michael to be traded. He goes to the GM and asks her. I think once I cried one time, he would probably <laughs> trade me. Oh, he would walk Michael right into Jerry's office and demand me be this. traded. I think I think Michael's my answer to that one. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be like sad tears. It would be like really angry tears. <laughs> but just knowing that I like you know like warm tears, and I, I would just have I would. I would clap back, and but I would be weeping during, and then, <laughs> and then I would go home and vent uh, to, well, whoever I'm living with at the time, <laughs> and uh, probably lose all basketball confidence, 
and uh, retire. So who's who out of us four would be the best at Jerry's job during this moment? Oh, me, no doubt. During this moment, like where you have yeah. this this roster that really doesn't like the front office, and like like if Jerry got fired and you take over for him. Yeah. Or is it like you were just handed this team of superstars? There's no preconceived mistrust. Uh, like let's that. let's start with the first one. Um, kind of right when it starts getting pretty bad, Be- before the cursing at the bus. Like, who comes in as the um, the new the new face in town? I mean, are you trying to uh, like make the players happy again? Oh, yeah. Or are you trying so we to we would build base a championship we'd... team in the early 2000s? Yeah, I think I think it would be you would have to grade it on um, which one of us would either make a better team or make the team worse the least amount as that position. Here's my first move. Everybody is getting a dozen cookies from Tiff's Treats. <laughs> I think that's severely going to help morale. What is Tiff's Treats? It's a great thing that you should know about during uh, these social distancing times. What do people love getting in the mail? Cookies. Treats. Baked cookies ready to go straight into the old whippersnapper. Oh, wow. I really think that that is going to help out with team morale a lot. Mm. I think you could even solve Scottie Pippen's issues with his salary. (laughs) I mean, with some cookies, the $9 million buy, cookies. It's like we could give you $2 million this season or we give you $2 million worth of cookies. This is a perfect. This is making me question your answer of you immediately saying you would be the best at this. <laughs> and, and, You're just now questioning that? Uh, that leads me into my ad read. Tiff's Treats, the yeah, best. <laughs> Make sure to use code ML25. That's Michael Likes ML25 in checkout. Michael likes cookies. <laughs> do you think do you think you would be a better GM or coach? GM. Waterboy. <laughs> I'll say I rode my church league players pretty hard and they did not respond well. <laughs> <laughs> but is that is that because they, that's that's just context, right? Like that would work well for Jordan. I am well, like well, the Michael well, Jordan record, of coaches. Michael. Snap back at me and I turn it up ten notches. Be nice to me. I send you some Tiff's treats. Act sad like, was, and then I will send you cookies to make up for it. Tanner, you think you'd be able to make the cold-hearted decision of just like cutting the guy that you've had over for dinner with uh, that's been over to your house? You know his kids, but you're gonna cut him because he's bad at basketball and he doesn't know where he's gonna get his next paycheck from. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You're getting furloughed. <laughs> All right, which of the team that we know of so far would be the worst at social distancing? Which player? Yeah, which player? On this Bulls team? Yeah, or, or characters in the doc so far. Coaches, uh, GMs. James Rodman with all of his travels. I would say Obama because of, like, he has to have Secret <laughs> Service close by. Just, just out of That's an, Chicago resident. Yeah. <laughs> Out of pure necessity, he would be he would be bad at it. That's a, that's a hot. Thing. Actually, Bill Clinton is the that's, that's obvious so answer. <laughs> oh lord! What was I thinking with Obama? Obviously, Bill Clinton would not be good at social distancing. Uh, this comment's brought to you by by Tiff Street. Send the Bill treats Clinton over to you. 
if Bill Clinton wasn't in the documentary, when we asked the question of who would, whose opinion would you care about the least, his he might have come up. Mm. Good point. He's an entertaining person. Like he he's a good talker, and yes. and so I don't know that he would ever come to my mind as a person that I want to add to a sports documentary. But whenever he shows up, I'm always really interested in what he's going to say. But does, but does him being the former Arkansas governor, as they put the title up, make him like qualified to talk about Scottie Pippen living there? Oh, of course. I, I, I think without a doubt, right? Um, he he's, was the leader of the Free Nations. And um, uh, he also uh, was Ar- Arkansas. That's, his, that's the context. That's the, the story, right? That's it how we get deeper. Because yeah, it made sense because Scottie Pippen was went to school in Arkansas, so it wasn't completely out of left. Grew up and went to school, and he was the governor at the time, right? Right. So, so Bill Clinton was Scottie Pippen's governor. <laughs> yeah. At some, point. it's like if you got famous so right it, now, it and makes some sense. Bill Lee was in your documentary twenty years from now. Now, so. he is the <laughs> nicest guy. Very shy. I remember when me and Hill were over at his house in October of 1988. I remember I was listening to a doc about Greg. Hey, Karen. About Y'all seen that John Mulaney bit? That's the best. I don't know. About, uh, <laughs> there was a documentary about Greg Norman um, where Bill Clinton was over at his house and broke his leg is the story. Um, I wonder what he would have gotten, what kind of trouble he would have gotten at Scottie Pippen's house. Um, hard to say. Yeah, hard to say. Uh, back to Gerald Ford. Did you know he attended <laughs> the University of Michigan? I did not know that. No. Yeah. Fun fact. Thank you for Does sharing. that make him qualified to talk about right. Tom Brady? Any other last last ditch uh, hot takes anybody wants to get in before we wrap this? Well, I up? think you kind of mentioned uh, it at the beginning. Um, there's there's we're in a uh, a season. Our context is. Um, hosts and co-hosts and of podcasts is to talk about the the current situation and there's been one documentary series that's enveloped the world and now we have another one that seems to be coming in um what's the hottest uh, tiger king slash the last dance take that you have mm, a crossover yeah what's the crossover there's got to be a storyline right all right this is this is what i came up with <laughs> I got nothing. Um, yeah, here we go. This is it. Uh, Jerry Cruz um, killed Scottie Pippen and uh, fed him to the Bulls. That was my tweet. Was gonna be my tweet a couple hours ago, but I never tweeted it out. Free tweet material right there. When you guys think of Scottie Pippen, what do you think of? Like, do you? If I said who would you rank higher on all time NBA list, Scottie Pippen or Charles Barkley? Who are you putting higher? Scotty. Scotty. Would you have said that before tonight? Yes. I would not have. I I would have said Charles Barkley pretty darn confidently, but I was amazed watching tonight how reverent all of his teammates and coaches were when they were talking about him. They loved him. And so when when I asked earlier if if your opinion on Michael Jordan changed based on it, I think my opinion on Scottie Pippen changed tonight. Mm -hmm. He's a big winner for me. And we had a whole episode that was basically focused on him. But everyone's saying, yeah, he was not only the second best player in the NBA at the time, but he's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Put some respect on his name. Um, well, his yeah, I, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, I think the story about – I had no idea about his collegiate career. Um, that was fascinating. <laughs> Are you saying I, I could have done it a little bit? 
because he makes a cameo in the 2K My Career Story mode in 2K20. Mm-hmm. It shares a, a little bit of that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he sh- he's in the locker room at the Portsmouth Invitational, <laughs> and it <laughs> gives a really powerful speech. <laughs> Is it I one of those cutscenes that you can't skip through? It. I don't know if you could skip through it, but I was mesmerized. I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, uh, my my closing hot take was, well, for starters, I loved Larry Bird's line of, that wasn't Michael Jordan, that was God disguised as Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, and then my closing question would be, is Larry Bird's mustache the worst facial hair in sports? I mean, Hi. It looked very familiar to... Um, myself right now except his is much lighter than 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 uh, uh, I, w- I was getting to that too but uh, i figured this was a <laughs> video podcast look at it's kind of similar to my mustache <laughs> that's this good. is great podcast yeah, content that's content. all of us showing off our mustache. hey look at this guys <laughs> that's a great <laughs> no one's listening everyone everyone listened to the first 30 minutes and they were done so Michael, you should do a zoom this is just us hey if you've now. made it this far we we thank you um we're just gonna ask that you please check out tiff's treats um remember the <laughs> chris vernon come on my podcast <laughs> oh man all right anything else for you guys this, this was an honor thank you michael and we thank will do this us. again we will do this again thank you guys for coming on i hope you're doing well your families are doing well i appreciate it man i hope yours are as well um another thing about gerald ford is i'm sorry for this. This all right hang on the music is playing i've got to cut you guys off sorry <laughs> hang on Bye, Michael. all right Bye, thank y'all for joining so do- take care God bless. Magic Johnson's the greatest player of all time.